Welcome to the Well Workplaces podcast, where we have authentic conversations with health and wellbeing leaders that are on a mission to inspire healthy change in the workplace. I'm your host, Tom Bosner, and today's episode is proudly brought to you by Pinnacle Health Group, Australia's leading corporate wellbeing provider, who are on a mission to deliver 5 million health experiences globally. In this episode, I'll be talking about the concept of being overdue for a deloading week. Now, I wrote an article in my CWO newsletter, that is the Chief Wellbeing Officer newsletter that goes out through our community. And from writing that out and putting that out there, I've had a lot of questions about it with our clients, especially in our workplace clients that are wanting more information. So I thought I'd put this out there as a solo episode and discuss the concept of deloading and how it can apply to a working year or a working month. If you think about it now, the start of the year and all those New Year's resolutions or good intentions that we had have really dried up fast, hasn't it? You know, those conversations about this year, I'm going to get really fit and I'm going to lose uh, X amount of weight or I'm going to stop drinking. Um, did I really, you know, would I really say that? They're the sort of conversations that we have with ourselves, especially at this time of this recording, which is around May. I mean, the year, start of the year goes very fast and uh, we, we very quickly get past some public holidays here in Australia and we start to feel like, geez, where's that, where's the start of the year gone? It really has gone. And we're currently sitting at week 16 of the working year. Bang, there it goes. And, you know, let me guess with getting that 16 weeks in, some people are reporting feeling a little bit cooked or a little bit tired. And that's pretty normal, isn't it? I mean, you might be looking ahead for planning some annual leave, or you might be um, looking towards that next public holiday, perhaps if you are feeling that a little bit fatigued and or a little bit cooked, as I like to say. There's also the change of season as well in the weather. Now, whether that's the Indian Southern Hemisphere or Northern Hemisphere, there's that change feeling as well, which can bring on some fatigue. And so I get it. We all need that perfect break, don't we? We like to plan ahead and we like to plan that perfect break when everything's going to be perfectly switched. I'm going to be completely switched off and calm. Um, but what I'm going to suggest in this conversation uh, with myself, of course, in this solo episode is a deloading week. Okay. And if you're a gym goer, maybe you've heard about a deloading week or you've heard that term deloading. And as a physiotherapist and a gym goer for many years, it's a really simple principle but it's a principle that I like to borrow here and then apply it to the idea of a whole working year being, you know, 48 weeks of working, I guess. And I know you've heard me bang on about strength training in previous content, such as the articles that I've written about periodization. These are simple concepts that are around strength training, but I like to extract those concepts and apply them to life in general. But let's quickly recap on you know, what is strength training, just to work this analogy out and apply it to the working year. So in layman's terms, strength training, of course, is a popular fitness activity. You know, it involves repeatedly stressing muscles to help them grow and become stronger over time. Pretty simple stuff, right? However, as with any exercise routine, you can't just stress the muscle continuously, or you can't just go at a hundred percent every session. 
it's important to incorporate recovery periods to prevent injury, but also to achieve the goals that you want. Sometimes if you are strength training, the best thing you can do is have a week off, right? And if you have ever trained, for example, in a half marathon or a fun run of 10 Ks or a marathon, you know this principle quite well. You've paced yourself in your training before, you train for the distance first before you start working on speed. And this practice of training smarter, not harder, and having recovery periods is called deloading. And so let's break this or unpack this a little bit more. So deloading involves reducing the amount of weight lifted or the intensity of a workout to give your body a chance to recover before returning to regular training. In some instances, it doesn't mean taking a whole week off. It just means continuing with your healthy habits of going to lift weights in this analogy, but it's just reducing that intensity and kind of, I kind of see it as a reward for the hard work that maybe you've put in over that six week period, four week period, or 10 week period, however you like to plan it. But the principle seems, you know, pretty, pretty logical, doesn't it? And if I can describe how it looks, it looks like a wave basically. So if this was a, if this was a graph on the bottom axis is time. And then on the vertical axis, you've got uh, load as well. And so it looks like a wave in that, you know, you train, let's call it the start of a, a training season, week one to week six, and your intensity increases, 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 bang, 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 training, 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 load increasing each time. Cool. And then there's a dip down, 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 down. And in that down, down, down period, it's a offloading, deloading week. You're still going to the gym, but you're taking that intensity out. That week passes and then you go again. Let's go. This Pretend this is an off season for football, perhaps. Intensity increases, 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 increases. This is in the middle of the off season in my analogy here. Increasing, increasing weights, perhaps sprints, intensity. Okay, great. Now let's uh, drop that off now. That's, that's another four weeks done. Okay, let's take another week off. Okay, this is just before the season starts. Let's go hard now. So bang, 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 up, up, up with your intensity in your training, whatever it might be. Intensity increases, increases, increases. Great. We have done four, eight, 12, 12 weeks of training, three blocks of four weeks and a couple of weeks um, or three weeks of deloading. Great. Now you're ready for your season or maybe you're in season as well. So hopefully that analogy there or that description of how that would look on a graph, you can understand deloading now. Now, what you think about your energy, right? Now, I'm not talking about chakras or anything to we were here, just your ability to produce day in, day out, plus feel good about it at the same time. So not producing day in, day out, but feeling like crap. I'm talking about just, you know, that those weeks where you feel like everything's working well, your stress levels are managed. It's kind of a good little bit of stress. And when I say produce day in, day out, I mean, it could be in a work scenario, performing well. It might be keeping those healthy habits through the week. Producing day in, day out simply means that level of production where you feel good, okay? And think about that energy that you have when you're in that zone. Now, we know time and energy are our biggest resources. 
and how we use it is absolutely critical to our feeling of success. Cause at the end of the day, our feeling of success is the most important thing. And when it comes to a full working year, similar to training in an off season or in season, impossible to work intensely all year round. And in a sporting sense, it's impossible to have a, uh, a great match every weekend. You are going to have dips in your performance. Now I have a personal theory and it's backed up by purely anecdotal evidence of my own. So, and, and it is that our bodies and brains can only work intently. And I don't say intensely, I mean intently. So our level of focus, for example, for five to six weeks at a time. I don't think we're really wired to be able to just be really intent for more than five weeks at a time or six weeks at a time. And just like the wave in that graph that I sort of explained uh, with my voice here, um, we need a chance to regroup, don't we? We need that chance to, I guess, take stock a little bit or reflect whatever it might be, or in the scenario of physical output, you actually need a chance to recover. And our brains are part, obviously it's part of our bodies. It's fair, you know, not to, not to dumb it down and say your brain is the same as your muscles. It's not, but the physiology and everything is, is exactly the same, right? So interestingly, the principles of deloading can also be applied to your working year, or at least this is what I'm thinking. And so just as deloading in strength training helps prevent burnout and injury, taking breaks or reducing workloads during the year can help you avoid burnout, manage your workload, um, maintain productivity in the long term. Because if you're in a role now at work, you're going to be maybe there next year, hopefully, right? So there's no point going extremely hard or pushing yourself a hundred percent. And maybe some listeners might disagree with me and say, oh, I've got end of year coming up and I'm in finance. So I need to smash myself and do 50 hour weeks. Um, yeah, mate, maybe you do, but then do you have a recovery method that follows that peak uh, level of performance? And there's some interesting things in the media in Australia now about, um, financial institutions and the working hours that have been pushed maybe upon people, lots of overtime and, and how that's affected people's well-being. So we need to look at our careers as not just one year or one year I need to do this. Let's actually maybe think about it in five years. Well, how's my energy going to be over the next five years? Um, so let me talk about the key steps then. Like, how do you, you know, how do you actually do this deloading thing, Tom, that you're talking about? It's a great concept, but you know, let's break it down a bit more. So what I do or, you know, how I think about it is firstly, I think the first step in applying the principles of deloading to your working year or to your training, if you want to be thinking about it that way is the first one is plan, plan ahead. Okay. So step one, plan ahead. There you go. Just as you might plan a deload week in your training schedule, plan regular breaks throughout your year. Okay. Basic advice there. But most of us think of the year in four quarters, or maybe that, that, the, that thinking has been pushed upon us by the way that the work is structured or the organization struct is structured in quarters financial quarters, perhaps. So my personal schedule looks fairly different with a deloading day or week scheduled every six weeks in the diary. 
And when I do this, this creates eight extra days or eight extra weeks of deloading to my year. And when I say a deloading day, it's because it maybe doesn't have to be a whole week, right? Especially if you are in a busy cycle, but perhaps in a, for a deloading day, it could be, it could look like in your diary, every six weeks, you have the half of your Friday in the afternoon where you go to do something that you actually enjoy or that makes you feel calm, gives you a sense of relief or gives you a chance to reflect as well. So could this work for you is my question. This could involve, yeah, taking a few days off work to recharge. It could be planning a long weekend by simply biting into a Monday or a Friday or simply scheduling shorter work weeks or reducing workloads during those periods of high stress. Okay. So sometimes it's not about taking a particular afternoon off, but it is about reducing workloads, right? And we've heard a lot about four day work week, um, where, where people are, are being highly productive in less, less time and still getting paid the same. I think that's a great concept and the data is looking and starting to support that a little bit more, which I'm keeping a close eye on personally. And the other thing as well, that's maybe an alternative to that, which I've also brought into my, um, some of my work weeks as well is the idea of a nine day fortnight, right? So it's simply just taking, instead of doing four day work week, which can be a quite a, maybe a big step, nine day fortnight as an alternative to allow, uh, things to regroup and some time as well, a bit more time back. The second step is prioritize. Now, another way to apply deloading to your working year is to reduce your workload during that particular busy period, as I said before. So this might involve delegating tasks to colleagues, or it could be spending a bit more time prioritizing tasks and how you do that. You might have your own method of prioritizing your tasks. I personally use the Covey matrix or the Stephen Covey matrix, which is allows you to prioritize. And if you don't know what that is, look that up. That's a really great way of just going what's important. Um, and also what's of high value or high impact. The other thing to do with, or setting up more realistic deadlines as well is an alternative as well. So just looking about instead of trying to aim to do something in a week, give yourself longer, double that time. And it might involve planning to say no to certain extracurricular activities during those on periods, right? So those periods where you are working flat out and I'm thinking of, I always have financial sector in mind here where things are flat out for them, right? There's a way that you can manage your, your energy. And sometimes that involves, yeah, saying no to certain things that you would normally say, uh, yes to. And that's okay. If you do that for those on periods or those periods where your workload is high. Because what you're doing there is you're managing your energy, but we don't want to be saying, obviously we don't want to be saying no to everything that we become a shell of a person and we're not getting any enjoyment as well. But I feel like the art of saying no is something that we naturally aren't very good at. So by reducing the intensity of your workload during these periods, you'll be able to handle, I guess, that, that pace a little bit better. And I think also reduce your risk of burnout. But here's the thing, right? The other part of it is, is really, or the third thing is rest and recovery tactics. So, you know, in addition to planning a deloading week or a deloading day, perhaps 
planning breaks and reducing workload during busy periods, it's important to prioritize your rest and recovery in your daily routine. So just as you might prioritize sleep and recovery after a tough workout, make sure to take breaks throughout the workday than prioritize self-care activities, right? Such as exercise, meditation, perhaps quality time with loved ones. Just like a computer restarting, you should feel better, faster, stronger for your efforts, right? So my personal favorite, and maybe it sounds a bit cringy as I think about it because it is a bit, uh, maybe a bit trendy right now is, is a cold plunge every Friday to close out the week. So look, that's a little bit of a ritual thing for me and it is a recovery method, but I probably realistically, I, I do it as a, maybe a bit of a routine to sort of close out, um, get into cold plunge. It's like a portable one that I, I do on my porch here. And every Friday, and it's just my sort of mentally going, cool, I'm cold and uh, my week is done. I'm going to switch off now for the weekend and not think about work until Monday. So look, rest and recovery tactics, the choice is yours, but there's a few options there, of course. Now, you know, step number four or thinking here is quality over quantity, of course. Now, another important aspect of deloading during strength training is focusing on form and technique rather than weight. And similarly in your work life, it's important to focus on quality over quantity, right? So this might involve taking more time to complete tasks to ensure that they're done correctly or prioritizing tasks that have a high impact on your goals and objectives. And this is simply a case of scheduling properly and completing vital projects in full. So it's kind of that idea of do it well, do it once. And once it's done, you aren't kind of going back and forth with your attention from a, what, what might be normally an 80% job done and kind of whether that's getting critiqued and having to go back into it. So quality over quantity there. Okay. And finally mental health. Now it's important to recognize that deloading isn't just about physical recovery, but it's also about the mental and emotional recovery, right? So if you have gone through a busy period of work, there's a lot of stress involved, right? And we all know that work can impact on our overall well-being. So just as you might take a mental health afternoon off to recharge for your mental batteries, if you like, Make sure you prioritize activities that help you recharge and maintain your mental health throughout the year. We know as soon as those regular habits drop off, then things can go south for people. And, you know, in a remote and digital world we operate, I highly recommend reaching out to a friend for an unsolicited chat or chin wag, if you like, and social connection is highly underrated and the feeling of reconnecting with an old friend, uh, is great sort of nostalgia if you like. And it also just gets you feeling, yeah, obviously way more connected to those people that have been your loved ones in your time. And so there you have it. So have you thought about a deloading week before I'm interested in your thoughts and I'd, I'm very interested in your feedback on this solo episode today. So really in summary, you know, the principles of deloading during strength training can really be applied to your working year to help avoid what I think would be burnout, which is high workload in some instances, you know, hopefully maintain your productivity, but it's not just about productivity. It's about fulfillment in 
this, the work that you're doing, all the things that you put energy to, are they really fulfilling you and really achieve great results, but in a long-term with a long-term vision on it, not just a short term of one year or, or, you know, in thinking in quarters. And so really by planning breaks, reducing workload during busy periods, prioritizing rest and recovery, you know, focusing on quality over quantity and prioritizing your mental and emotional health, you'll obviously be better equipped to handle the stresses of work, but not just work, it's life, isn't it? There's a lot of extra things to consider. We don't just go, you know, you switch from work mode to personal mode. It's all intertwined and that is the big challenge. And so what I'm suggesting here is a deloading week allows a bit more space for us to reflect as well here and ensure that we're doing and putting energy into the things that we love and get fulfillment out of. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Well Workplaces podcast. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in to another Well Workplaces podcast. If you've loved the show, it would be fantastic if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or feel free to follow us on LinkedIn or Instagram and search Well Workplaces or my profile, Tom Bosner. If you would like to hear more about our exclusive events and more about the Well Workplaces community, feel free to email me directly at tom at wellworkplaces.com.au, where I'd love you to tell me who I should interview in the future podcasts. This podcast is really built on community input and built on the aspiration of inspiring healthy change in every workplace. Thanks for listening.